episode 251. He's always with us on Wednesdays. And he was hot and heated in the text message last night. Honey, like, did I, was I in the Twilight Zone last night? Seriously. Watching a different hockey league last night and watching probably, watching probably one of the most embarrassing, one of the biggest choke letdowns in NHL history. You talking about the uh, Buffalo Sabers? No, no, I'm talking about the no. Pit, I'm talking about the Pittsburgh fucking choke Penguins. Like, and, and I'm I'm double mad about this game. I'm double mad. Okay. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand for us here in Buffalo too. So it's a great tie. So carry on. I want Chicago to lose because I want Chicago to get Connor Bedard. I really do. I mean, I, obviously, you guys know how much I love Chicago and how much I need want, want them to to get this kid and how, how great it would be for Chicago. And I think how it would be great for the league. And you're playing what should have been the most hungry, probably have some of the, some, some of the best talent that we've ever mm-hmm. seen in the game, even though they're older in Pittsburgh, great leadership. And Pittsburgh gets thumped. They didn't just get beat. They got fucking thumped. And it's time for Pittsburgh to fucking find a goaltender. Because that, that Tristan Jari is junk. He's junk. Now, you cannot have a better situation if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins. Having, By the way, you want to have your own destiny in your own hands, right? Do we, do we not agree? Yep. The Pittsburgh Penguins have their own destiny in their own hands. All they have to do is win two games. And guess who they have to beat? They have to beat the two worst teams in the league. That's it. <laughs> and they're playing the Chicago Blackhawks, who have won one game in the last 14 games. All right? At home, in front of your own fans, and you fucking lose? What an absolute choke fest by the Pittsburgh Penguins. I am disgusted. Disgusted. Now, listen, um, they played better. They had a better season than my Flyers, but I feel bad. I I, I was going to say I feel bad for Sidney Crosby, but you know what? I don't feel bad for Sidney Crosby. I don't feel bad for every, any single person on that team because you got to win that game. That you got to win that game. And here in That's, Buffalo, we're saying, oh, fuck. They're playing Chicago and Columbus for the last two games of the year. We're screwed. Sabres are done. The Pittsburgh Penguins have done nothing but but try, single-handedly try to help the Buffalo Sabres get into the playoffs. There's a big difference I, between the two teams, though, Petey. Pedigree through the yin-yang, Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Getzel, Raquel, Zucker, Rust, Latang, you know, Petrie is an older, very established defenseman. Carter Dumoulin. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And the only Bruh. thing that I can say is Petey and I last year, at this time last year, we were talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had they had decisions to make. What do you do with Latang? What do you do with Melkin? We both 
at that time said, you have to trade them. You have to trade them. You have to trade them. You have to restock the cupboard. You have to re uh, put draft picks and, and prospects into your pool because are the days of the mighty Pittsburgh Penguins over? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yes, 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 yes. And last night was the fucking stamp. Because they're stale. They're stale, JR. They're, it's a stale environment. You know, Jake Getzel is is a younger is a younger player. Uh, Ricard, Raquel, I mean, they need to restock the cupboard with with some exciting new young hockey players, and they didn't do it. And listen, Sidney Crosby, Malkin, they had great seasons. They had great seasons, but there's something missing in the environment yeah, but- there. I, I agree with you, Riv, but you know what now? Now that that that's that that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. You, 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 what are you gonna do now to get Youngtown? You're gonna trade Genzel? Are you well, gonna trade Lacal Raquel? They're two you, years you, they're two years not, late. Because know, it wasn't you're not, you're last not getting year. you're not getting anything for you're not getting much for Sydney and Malkin anymore, even if exactly I, I mean where I, I was going. They missed the play. Are they even missed the playoffs? They've lost in the first round for the last four straight seasons. First round exits, and then they do this, and then they do this. And that's why two years ago they should have seen this writing on the wall and gotten rid of Latang, gotten rid of Malkin, and you know kept Crosby around, and then eventually traded him toward the end of his career or let him walk at the end. But okay, Jason Jason Zucker is a great hockey player. He had a really nice season this year: twenty-seven goals, forty-eight points. He should have been moved. They need, they need something. They need something that is, is new and fresh. They need younger players that are going to drive these older players to be better. And right now there's just a really stale environment. Ricard Raquel yeah. comes in this year has, has a nice season, right? 28 goals, you know, 59, 60 points, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know what to say about the P- Pittsburgh Penguins. It's, it's okay. inexcusable. It and you is. can't just blame it on the goaltender. You can't just he blame was, it. He was fucking brutal. He was brutal. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks goaltender played like it was a Stanley Cup. Granted, he, he, was, he played well. But Tristan Jari cannot let up three of those goals that he let up last night. He, he just can't do it. It's, one was from behind the net. One was a wrist shot from the point. But, but besides the point, Listen, I Tristan Jari is, is has never done it for me, and he still hasn't done it for me. And I'm not blaming him altogether, but he was a big, big reason for it. So this is this is how I mean they were minus 545 last night, right? You you would think, and by the way, I bet 250 dollars on them because it was should have been a no brainer. 250 dollars lost 1350 dollars, 1350. That's you know how big of a line that is. You don't see lines like that. You lost thirteen hundred bucks last. Or you lost for for for, for, for two hundred fifty dollar bet. That should have been that should have been the easiest win of the season. <laughs> well, no wonder why you're so fucking pissed off. This is a, this no, is fine. No, this is, no, this no. is fine. <laughs> the truth comes out. No, this is, no, no, this no, is financial no, anger. No, no, no. I mean, I'm th- yeah. That does bother me that that two fifty bet lost thirteen fifty. But what bothers me the most is in the biggest game 
of the season against a team that they should have just blown out of the building. And that, 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 that mentality. And I think that, and granted, yes, I'm sure Chicago played hard, but it doesn't matter if Chicago played hard. It doesn't matter. Chicago could have played the hardest game. Pittsburgh still should have run them out of the game. Well, how about this? Who was it that messaged, uh, Vanek messaged uh, to you uh, in that he goes, Blackhawks lost 6.5% of the Connor Bedard yeah. uh, to ruin the Penguins. Were they not last? Way, Were they not last? No, at, no, no, last no, night? no, no. Columbus actually by, by, by their record was last. And if, if, if Columbus got another point, then Chicago would have been last. But guess what? Columbus got a point. And guess what? Chicago had to go and win. Now they don't get the best, best odds. Like, what the fuck is doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on in the world? JR, there's guys that ha- have played only a couple games on that team. Like, I, I do you don't think know. that that you know the thing that Chicago's trying to lose? Dude, I know three players on that team, and two of them are named Jones. I I, I, I don't know anybody else. You can tell me the names. I don't know anybody else. I don't know nobody. I know nobody on that team. I don't I, nobody. But is that it's, is that not the biggest problem though? Like you you can't you can't blame the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, well, to I walk into now, Pittsburgh to walk now in, you can in, say but but now you can say well they're they're not tanking because Chicago didn't tank. They played hard last night. There's no tanking Chicago. Not by the players, but you can bet the, the leading scorer on the team has 37 points. The leading the point producer on the team has 37 points. There's only you one put, 20 goal scorer, and that's Tyler Radish. He has 20 goals. This you team is me, horrendous. You, you you put me on Chicago right now. Put me on every power play, and I'll get fucking 37 points. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey! When you said, "I don't know anybody on Chicago," I'm like, okay. I mean, let, let's go look at the roster. Who, like, how many guys does he really know? He's knows half the team. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. Peter Moraz, yes. Jones. Tyler yeah, Jones, Johnson, Athanasiu, Jones, Entwistle, no. Robinson, no. Johnson, no. Mitchell, no. Kaiser, no. Anglin, no. Wagner, no. Bjork, you probably don't know Bjork. We know Bjork. Zaitsev, yes. Taves, yes. Dickinson, yeah, probably heard of Dickinson. Anderson, no. Kachuk, not that one. <laughs> right, that Ronkachuk, <laughs> Murphy, probably, and then Jones. Yes, it's crazy. That's why I'm saying, like, I mean, you're talking about Evgeny Malkin, you're talking about Crosby, Getzel, Rust, Zucker. Like, I mean, Raquel. Raquel. oh my God, how how is it possible? How is it possible that you're losing five to two against the Chicago Blackhawks? It's an American League team. By the way, it's an American Hockey League team. But listen, they tied it one to one. Everything looked good, one to one. And then they let Chicago score two goals in 15 seconds. What? What? Two goals in 15. Like, how prepared are you? You bunch of fucking chokers. (laughs) Fucking, you deserve deserve to go golfing. What would you do with, what would you do with that team? Now, now you got to realize this is a team that, I mean, if you're losing Sidney Crosby and Malkin, you're, I mean, there's so many old guys on this team. 
like Sidney Crosby's 35, Malkin's 36, Zucker's 31, Rust is 30, uh, Grunlin is 31, Raquel's 29, Carter's 38. Like, I mean, there's a lot of old guys on this team. Petrie and Latang are 35, Dumoulin's 31, uh, Ruta's 32. They're, they're gonna be they're gonna be bad for a long time. When Sydney and and Malkin are gone, they are gonna be bad for a long time. And that's probably why they brought them back, just to kind of stabilize the fan base until they can figure out one what last the fuck shot. they're gonna well figure <laughs> let's out. Keep what for one, let's let's keep it for one last shot, and then let's lose to Chicago, the worst team in the league in the last two games of the season at all. Oh, but you home. can't you can't Way let Crosby go. die there it's alone. Not, it's not one last shot. die there alone. It's not one last shot. It was one last shot. Listen, you got you've got Malkin, who has three more years after this. Sidney Crosby, two more years after this. Brian Russ has five more years after this. Ricard Raquel, they just signed, has six more years after this. I mean, they should have been moving guys out and getting draft picks, high draft picks. Like where's the, hey, you know I listen I don't feel I don't, I, mean, feel I don't feel bad for him at all I don't feel bad for him at all not one bit well listen it, it's not about feeling bad for them Jr I think that you have to give them respect when respect is 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 earned for for a long time the Pittsburgh Penguins has been you know dominating the hockey world for a very 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 long time just like Chicago but look at Chicago Chicago's Chicago has decided. With their old players and and Kane, Taves, you know all of the, all of that that group, they've decided to to restock the cupboard and just I mean they started they they got rid of everybody. Well, Pittsburgh right now is still holding on. They still feel that they're capable of winning because of Sidney Crosby, Malkin. But I mean, wow, is that is just it's, over fans. Winning, not winning over fans, like winning over the fans. Is it choosing the fans over winning? It's It's a good point. It's a really good point because the minute the minute it's about it's about money too, right? Well, you could have let you let Malkin go and you let Latang go that last summer, and you bring in young talent and you suck, but you still have Sid. People will come out, but eventually they're going to just dissipate, and it's going they're going to disappear. I think they did it just to keep the fan base happy there until, like I said, until they can figure out how they can tear this thing down. No, I, you know, I, I, I think they should give every, every single person that went to that game last night, I think they should give them the money back. Every single one of them. I think they should write, I think they should write a check to every, to all 20,000 of those people that were in that building last night. We're going to see, we're going to, we're going to watch a team that knows how to win when they need to win tonight. Okay. The Islanders are going to fucking beat up on Montreal tonight. You know that's going to happen because the Islanders have new life now because they needed something to happen because they didn't have their destination in their own hands. Now they do, and you watch watch what a, what a, what a real team how they do. You, I bet you, I'm I'm betting house on Islanders again tonight. I don't care what the what the line is. Well, I I I'm, I'm no, say I, this. I bet y'all win. Montreal is truly. You know, all of their, uh, a lot of their top players are injured. Okay. They're not, they're not playing. They they have a lot of new faces in the lineup. 
They do not want to win because they want a top five pick. Right now, they're sitting in the top five. They don't want to win. Montreal does not want to win. Okay, so so there's Chicago is what you're saying. Same team that fucking Pittsburgh just lost to. Montreal, but the, what are you talking about, Craig? Montreal will want to beat the Islanders simply because they're going to want to knock them out of the playoffs maybe or, or lessen their chances to get in or make them uncomfortable because then they everyone's aware of the standings. Going into that game, you guys know the Habs, even though they're out, they're sitting there going, hey, we win this game, we could completely fuck them over. Same thing that yeah, probably happened last happen. night with Chicago. I mean, right. And it's the only mindset the players, of a yeah, losing but the players team. Don't, and the players don't care about Connor Bedard. Not one bit. Not one bit. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, but they do and they don't. Well, those, th- that team doesn't. I, I am, I am completely, utterly shocked that Columbus or Chicago who who has the best odds are even putting their best players out there I'd be running i would be running the shit balls literally I, the shit I, balls I, 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 and hey, like if I, if I, if it I is was, what it is was, right now if i was the, if i was a trainer of chicago i i would have put Matt, i would have put scotch tape on the bottom of their blades last night i would have put scotch tape on their blades as before they got on the ice fall all over the place just do so i would put nicks all over their just so they couldn't win, and they go out and they beat Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh needed to win. I just, I, I, I'm listen. I mean, zone, listen. All, all of these teams that are that you know, we're talking about you know um, Columbus, we're talking about Anaheim, we're talking about Chicago. These three teams have been Where's battling back and forth. San Jose, it, San Jose was four points ahead of these three teams, Chicago, Anaheim, and Columbus. Now, San Jose has done a really nice job of not winning games. They're at 60 points. Chicago won last night. They're at 58 points. Anaheim is at 58 points. Columbus is at 57 points. Columbus has two more games. Columbus has this signed, sealed, and delivered. This is this is yeah. right. All they have to do is lose the last two games. Now, are they going to try and do that? No. But if I was a coach and I have the opportunity to get a higher odds of picking Connor Bedard, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm putting in my my I'm I'm pulling up a goaltender from the minors. Who's the backup? I, I, I don't believe, I don't agree, I don't disagree with you. Like, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Why is it so against the National Hockey League's um, um, I, better judgment, or or do they look down on teams that do just lose? And whether you want to say tank or not, who cares whether you tank at the end to get a, somebody that's going to be better for your organization? Look what the look what the look what the NBA does. You have you had Mark Cuban just folded. And got fined six hundred thousand dollars. You know what? He'll pay six hundred thousand dollars, and he doesn't care if he says he folds. He folded. He took his players out. He says we're losing. He, he came out and said it. We're gonna we're we're going for a draft pick. We're going because that six hundred million. Like, or is it six hundred? How much? No, six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like a couple friggin' uh, that's shirt not a, deals. That's not enough. That's not he, enough he, to he, deter he actually, teams he from actually, tanking. He actually. He actually took it out of his pocket and paid it right in front of him. Six no, he didn't. Yeah. You know what he did? You know what he did? No. Here's what he did. This is the rumor. I heard he had a company go and just pick up his couch 
and then drive it over there and said, whatever's in there you can have. And they came out with like a million five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but see, in, in NBA, they don't give a shit. They'll come right out and say, you know what? Yep. We're tanking. We're gonna, we're, we want, we want to get great players on this team. We're tanking. But in National Hockey, he goes, our players don't tank. Our players don't tank. We don't care about how good. Fuck off. Like, well, I, I don't believe players tank. I believe organizations tank. Well, like, then you couldn't. Then, you couldn't have asked those Chicago, the, the Chicago Blackhawks. You can't ask them to go out and lay an egg. Like the coach or GM going to go in and be like, "Boys, we got to lose this game because we can get Bedard." You yes. can't. You can't. Yes. Play, you can't play worse. You can't play worse players unless you go out and get guys from the Pee Wee team. But I, I listen. Maybe, maybe there's more integrity in in the National Hockey League. I don't know. Maybe there's more pride in themselves that they don't want to tank. But it's just it doesn't make any sense. How much I'll money, tell how you much, this. How, how, much, how much money has Connor McDavid made Edmonton Oilers? An insane amount. It's not just the Oilers, man. He's made a lot of people a lot of money out there. Who are who are the, the second and third kind of top draft choices that are up up on the on the docket? Well, you know, first of all, every this is the Connor Bedard draft. We we've known about Connor Bedard shredding the whl for a very long time that being said there's a kid that won the hobie baker award okay this year he's a freshman he led all of the ncaa hockey in points and he wins the hobie baker and his name is adam fantilli he's a canadian kid born in toronto decided not to go to the ohl or he would have been drafted first overall in the OHL, but he chose not to go to um, wow. to uh, the OHL and ended up um, going um, and playing in the, the the USHL, and then he went to Michigan this year. This kid's a stud. Wow. This kid's an absolute stud. Whoever gets this kid is just going to be laughing their head off because he is an absolute stud. He's a centerman, um, I think, for the most part, He's a big kid. He plays both ends of the ice. He's got a nasty streak to him. He skates exceptionally well. He can score goals and produce points. Like, I mean, whoever it, Connor Bernard is going to be, is going to be a rager. Okay. He's going to be something special, but Adam Fantilli is an absolute monster in himself. Okay. So, so maybe that's what. So maybe that's what they're thinking. They're thinking there's no matter whether you get one or two, you're going to get a you're going to get a stud player. If you're if you're picking in the top two, you're getting a rager. Top five picks are are very very good. Very strong draft. People hey, hey maybe, maybe that's why they maybe that's why these teams don't care about getting points. I mean, Connor Bedard would be like the the prize, you know, the golden goose, but. Though you know what was was most surprising to me of, of that game last night between New Jersey and Buffalo was the fact that Jack Hughes with ninety seven points becomes the highest scoring New Jersey Devil in history in, in a single season. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. McGillney never McGillney never scored hundred. No, points he was there at a weird time of his career. I think he was there for just like a playoff run. To win a cup, wow. and he ended up winning a cup. I think our boy Geo, our boy Geo, didn't have a big. Geo had forty-eight goal. goals one year, but not uh, not no, no. Uh, who else? Like Eliash never had a hundred. Shanahan mm. never had a hundred. 
I can't think of any other guys on that on those years on that team. What an unbe- what, what an unbelievable explosion onto the onto the scene that Jack Hughes has done from where he was his first two years to boom. Well, it's amazing yeah. you say that because last night as I was watching the game, all I was thinking about how and we're all wrong and and in this in this industry specifically in sports and sports media people are so quick to judge with knee jerk reactions because that's what gets the uh the the clicks and the likes and the listens and the followers and I'm guilty of this too because when Jack Hughes was drafted and he struggled his rookie year I remember saying this will be the last time they uh, the, that a kid from the NTDP goes first overall right out of the NTDP and skips college you know because he struggled his first year. And I remember having that conversation with you, Craig, live on the on our old show. Yep. And then here you are a few years later, and you're like, holy shit, people are talking about him to be in the conversation for a Hart Trophy nomination. And then on top of it, Lindy Ruff is the coach of the best season this kid had. Yeah, and what's his name? What's his name in Arizona? Same thing. Clayton Keller. Not a huge year. It's before. it's taken him some time though. Like these guys are yeah. not big guys. Like this is, I think, Clayton Keller and Jack Hughes are are cut from the same cloth. Insanely, insanely skilled, hockey IQ through the roof, skate well, you know, understand the game well, but physically they were babies. Like I yeah, mean, but, when yeah, but yeah, but I agree with you, Riv. But what's the one thing that made them so much? better this year like Clayton Keller his best year was 16 goals yep now he's got 30 something he he more than doubled his goal production in one year wheeling around that ASU campus guys got yeah maybe fucking kidding me you beat the stud on campus seven million dollar student man (laughs) these these are these are monumental jumps in production monumental yep it, it's unbelievable. It's it's I I'm I'm really happy for them. It's but it, it's it's amazing. It really is. Well, there are That's a few guys that have jump. had monumental jumps this year. You just named two. Nugent Hopkins is another one. He's been around forever. And Tage Thompson is another one. Yep. When you when you sit there and you look at it, Connor McDavid went from 123 last year to 152. Sixth player in NHL history to score over uh 150 points. You have Jack Hughes went from 56 points to 97. Elias Pettersson went from 68 to 101. Carlson, first defenseman in 30 years to get 100 points, 25 goals and 100 points. He had 35 points last year. Tage Thompson went from 68 to 93. Pasternak went from 77 to 111. Tim Stutzel went from 58 to 88. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 50 points last year. He went to 103 this year. Jason Robertson, who had an unbelievable season last year, 42 goals. Everybody talked about it. He had 79 points. This year he has 106. What the hell is going on? What is going on? Remember remember 10, 15 years ago, we couldn't even get a 100-point score. Now how many do we have this year? Back when Jamie Benn... Won the uh, scoring race. Well, the Pedersen scoring just got it last points. night. We have we have eleven guys over a hundred points. Unbelievable. But what do you what do you think? Why do you think? Like we're not talking. Um, like Connor McDavid, the best player in the game, is you know thirty points more than he had last year. Drysidle, 
um, 15 points more. Hughes went from 56 to 97. Thompson, 68 to 93. Robertson, 79 to 106. Even Pasternak, 77 to 111. What do you attribute these these point breakouts from literally two things? So two many things. players. Two things. Number one, lack of physicality. Number number one, lack of physicality. More space, right? Which 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 adds more um, less fear, right? More confidence. Yeah. So the lack of hitting, number one, and and I would like to see what the how what the penalty the penalty ratio was this year. Was there more penalties called this year than there have been? More power play time for all these top guys because it's, it's the top guys, it's the power play guys that really got the that went went up. Well, again, you have the Edmonton Oilers that had one of the greatest power play percentages in the history of the game the, in this year. I was actually just thinking while you were saying this, there was a play last night, and I I wanted to record it and send it to you guys, and it was Tage Thompson stick handling through the slot. From the top of the circles, he goes, he toe drags a guy, and then he toe drags another guy, and then he cuts to the net untouched. And a defenseman comes flying by him to pick up the guy going to the net instead of going and taking the guy with the puck. And I'm thinking, 15 years ago, he would have been dead. He would have been dead. Yep. But yeah, now, you don't do that. You, you, didn't, you didn't even think of doing that back then. Everyone goes to the middle of the ice. Everybody, yeah. even in today's NHL game, Connor McDavid is a Connor McDavid. When he went down the middle of the ice against the Rangers last year, it's like, look out. This is what every kid's going to try to do because they can do it untouched. I, I scored murdered. a goal against St. Louis. I ended up in the hospital, ended up in the hospital. Literally, Jeff Courtnell absolutely knocked me the fuck out. I scored the goal. I see this too. Like, you know, back even even 10 years ago let alone 20, you know, and, and, and beyond is the players of today. There, there are no set lines back when we played, you had your top line. They were your superstars. They played together. That was your first power play. Then your second line was the supporter of your first line. The third line was a physical, very dangerous, checking line and then your fourth line were basically your tough guys or time eaters give, or, give, give you know, enough time to get let everybody get ready get rested, get rested. Yeah. but in today's game i've seen games on many occasions where you know your fourth line looks like your first line some nights and your and your fourth line's playing 17 minutes where your first you line know, is playing 13 minutes it's so true. You know, you know, it's crazy. You just said that I bet you, you can take every fourth line player. Okay. Every fourth line player in the national hockey league, and they would outskate any second line player from, from the, from the nineties or eighties, like, like speed wise, no question, outskate them, outskate them, right. Every fourth no line player. But what, that's, where that's I'm going, point. where I'm going point. with, where I'm going with it is this, like the, the league is getting a lot younger. The league is getting way, way, way more skilled. Even the players that are on the third and fourth lines at some point in their youth career or junior careers were point producing freaks, right? They were offensive dynamos. 
get to the NHL, you're maybe not in that world-class offensive situation. So you're, you're sitting on the third and fourth line. All I'm trying to say is none of these guys, very few of these guys know how to play defense. They've never had to play defense in their entire lives. When they were, when they were in youth hockey, they shredded it. They shredded it. They were, they were dominating. They didn't play. They didn't play defense. They're on, they're on all-star teams. That's a good point. Right. And, and now you get a league that does not want to hit. They do not want to make a body check. They do not want to defend, or I shouldn't say they don't want to, they don't know how to. Not like not like the player that used to be able to defend years ago. And the game's changed. There's less defensive-minded players and more offensive-minded players. Therefore, you're going to get a lot more breakdowns for, for the elite players, right? For example, you have Rasmus Dahlin, who is literally one of the most world-class defensemen in the league right now. But he's also in the situation to play against the other team's top lines. Now, if you're going to put Rasmus Dahlin in the same situation as Scott Stevens, who's there to defend against the best teams in the league, that's Mm -hmm. the difference between today's game and years and years, 10, 20 years ago. there's, there's, There's less role players and just a whole bunch of players that are super, super insanely skilled and talented. It's a great, it's a great analysis, man. Great analysis. Absolutely. And I like it. Uh, it's great. I yeah, like it's it. Entertaining. Because the Sabres yeah. lost out this year. They lost out last night against New Jersey. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a freaking awesome season. It's the best season I've watched. And I can't even explain to you how long. Because they were fun to watch. There's young, there's, you're, you're watching guys grow. You're watching Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck and Skinner and Darlene and cousins explode and have amazing seasons. They were losing games because they sucked defensively. Their power play is horrendous. And they had a, uh, you know, they had a rotation of uh, three goaltenders, which I don't think was, was beneficial for the long term. but it is what it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, if these young guys, and I've said this a few d- different occasions. If you have these young guys that care about defense just as much as they do putting points on the board, this team will be, I'm, I mean, extremely difficult to play against. Well, listen, you know what? You know, you said you talked about exciting because I think we got a, good, a really good precursor of what, what we're in for in the first round last night with Toronto, Tampa. You guys watch that game last night? That was yeah, a good it. hockey game. That was a good, good hockey game, and they were fierce. There was fights. There was battles. There was punches in the face. There was animosity. There were penalties. There were great goal scoring. Toronto Corey Perry, Corey Perry, just playing awesome, playing the Corey, buddy. I'm telling game. you what, that first round matchup is going to be one to watch. And last night. You know, I had some friends of mine that went to the game in Tampa, and I said, wait till you see how chippy this game is going to be, because this is a statement game. And they did not disappoint last night. It was an amazing hockey game. It was physical. It was mean. It was talented. And we get to watch it for seven games in the first round. You see the shots on goal? No, what was it? Now, Maple Leafs won the game, 
Lightning had 48 shots to Maple Leafs 24. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Leafs are playing good hockey right now, man. They're, Under, they're super undercover. Go yeah. look at them. Where, where, where do they sit in the league right now in, in, in overall points? Oh, I don't know. They're second in their division. That's really all that matters because they're going to, they, but overall points, they're fourth. fourth. They're fourth in the league. Yeah. They're fourth in the league and they're two points behind Carolina and they all have one game left. It's, it's, I'm going to tell you, Toronto Maple Leafs under cover great season they've had. Yeah. After we were talking about getting rid of Sheldon Keith in the beginning of the season. <laughs> well, that was that was only five games in, AJ eh, I know. Hey. I just jumped I just jumped I just hey. went right to the fucking fire. They ball. go out in the first round, JR. He could still be gone. No way. He could be. No, no way. Is it he could be again? Is this With is the this talent coaching? level? Listen, Craig. For 82 Craig, games, I could PD. be an absentee coach of the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs show up just for games on the bench. No post game anything, and I think I could still get that fucking team to the playoffs. No, fuck here we the go. playoffs. I didn't say win them a cup. I said that team talent wise is a playoff team just on paper alone. Do you know they've had a worse season than last year? So the wow. Toronto Maple Leafs have one game left. They have forty nine wins and one hundred and nine points. Last year, Toronto had fifty. 54 wins and 115 points, and they ended fourth in the league. Wow. Amazing. This is in, so crazy. In, incredible, Global. incredible hockey team. I'm going to tell you, JR, this Toronto Maple Leaf team is better than any team that I've seen in, in a long time. Best Leaf team they I, may that, have ever had in the history of the history of the league. Possible. Even that ninety-three, even that ninety-three team. I'll tell you what. And, and why? And why? Why do you like them so much? Because there's so much talent. Well, because but there's talent, but they went and picked up the things that they that they needed, though. Needed, yeah, yeah. But you know, like they picked they picked up what they needed, and the guys that were, have kind of been dormant, like Tavares, are absolutely lighting it up. Tavares had a fucking phenomenal. So we have 37 goals in the year, 36, goals. 80 points in 80 games. What a great, what a great season by Tavares. He he's been, he's been quiet. And all of a sudden here he is. Marner had another great season and Austin Matthews scores 40 again this year. Nylander fucking played great again this year. 39 you know? for Nylander, 86 points in 81 games. Unbelievable. But here's the thing. Where where I I feel they're gonna make larger strides is guy when you're picking up guys like Ryan O'Reilly. No one even talks about Ryan O'Reilly. He has ten points in twelve games, four goals. But it, it's not just necessarily his offensive output is what's going to be needed on this team. It's gonna have the vibe of a veteran con Smythe winner that has won a Stanley Cup in the past and he's gonna help this team move forward. That's Noel Achari. Okay. Uh uh Ryan O'Reilly has 10 points with the Leafs in 12 games. He had 19 in 40 with St. Louis yep. this year. Yeah. Jake McCabe Jake McCabe strong 
defensive-minded, physical defender. Luke Shen, big, strong, physical defender. When shit hits the fan, when shit hits the fan, guess what? They've got some boys that can, that can, you know, Noel Achari is going to be a scud missile flying around nailing guys and, and keeping guys honest. Like they've got more toughness to go along with that insanely high skill set offensively. And that's kind of, I, I think what they've needed. And they also have uh, Ilya Samsonov who, who's played incredible this year. And he's their guy. He's their guy that they've been, they've been looking for, for a long time. Toronto's going to be, Toronto's going to be a tough, tough opponent because Tampa Bay has not played well. They have not played well the last month. Inconsistent. In, inconsistent. In, inconsistent. So yeah, that's going to be, I cannot wait to watch that, that, that series. It's going to be a great Out series. Out of all it's of the series. Great, that's oh. my favorite. That's the one I can't wait to watch. I, I just totally love, agree. I just love that that game was on ESPN last night. The Toronto Maple hey, Leafs. New York, New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils is going to be another unbelievable war. We've got some pretty good first round matchups to look forward to next week. Yes, like, we do. Thick. Thick. Um, yeah. And I, I look, Edmonton, LA, also not a terrible one. Call anything with a little, little, little less, little, little less dramatic because of because of geography, but still. Well, I mean, I, my dream final before we sign off here is Edmonton, Toronto, and it's not because it's imagine it's not because it's all imagine? Canada. It's just because that, that that would be that would be fucking fantastic. That would be, and I don't give a shit if the if the NHL offices don't like it ratings wise because they're two Canadian teams. That would be. I don't think. I don't epic. think they. That I don't think there could be a greater matchup for the National Hockey League than Toronto Edmonton, even though they're both teams, even in the U.S. Because you okay, get the well, best listen, player in the world listen, in Connor McDavid, and you get the best American-born player. No offense, Jr. Maybe to ever be yeah, but, born. Yeah, but that doesn't. That, that, yeah, but that doesn't get ratings in the United States. I'm just telling you, I, being being in television like I have for ten years, I'm telling you that they. They prey on big market U.S. teams get into the final for ratings. Yeah, so you want the freaking Rangers and you want Edmonton. Or Boston. You want Boston. Boston. Rangers. You want Rangers. You want Pittsburgh. Chicago. You want Chicago. You want Chicago. By the way, the best ratings in all, all of hockey. Buffalo. Buffalo. The All most, hockey. the most fucking undercover best fans. Buddy, around. they're like third, fourth viewing when the and team's been out of the playoffs for the last 12 years. They're, they're all watching. I'm telling you that the hockey, hockey fans, more Buffalo Sabres watch games on television than any, any other fan. Probably followed by the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Chicago. When do the playoffs start? I think they start um, Monday. Season's over Friday. Because so uh, Buffalo plays Columbus, Colorado plays Nashville on Friday, April fourteenth. Yeah, so I would say two, I would say probably Monday. Okay, so since this since this is the, the last show before the playoffs start, we gotta we gotta do our predictions. We gotta predict who comes out of each side and who wins. Let's wrap up this show. 
Go ahead, Riv. I'm already on the record for St. Rangers out of the East, so carry on. I I'm gonna go with the Rangers. Oh, oh jumping on it's, board it's, with it's the... a it's a great it's a great call. I'm going with the Rangers. I am gonna go with oh. I'm going on Edmonton <laughs> out of the West. I think Edmonton's gonna come out of the West. Are we doing are we doing are we doing we're series by series, or are we just no, picking? Just, no, just always got to complicate things. Who I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Dallas Stars, out of the West, and Boston Bruins out of the uh, out of the East. Did you not just say the Rangers? Yep, I thought we were doing. <laughs> I thought we were doing uh, series by series, but if we're doing uh, just the uh, the Stanley Cup winners, I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. God, that's a great call. Dude, Dallas, Dallas is, is nasty. nasty. Let's do series by series, but only one series is actually set. Yeah, that's true, Petey. Well, okay, so who 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 wins? So you have Dallas and Boston. Who wins? I think it's a crapshoot, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, I think I think Dallas are very big. They are and huge. They play very fast. Their forwards to, are big. I sat on the glass, watched Dallas. They are big. They can skate, and yep. they are good. Yep. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think I think Dallas right now is a dark horse that no one talks about. You talk. You, you talk about Connor McDavid and and Drysital. Got to throw him in there. Because they deserve to be talked about. They've played really, really well since uh, they've made the trade for Matthias uh, uh, Ekholm. Guys on fire. I think they're like 17-2-1 since they traded for him. Okay? Edmonton is a great, great team right now. They're, they're, they're firing. But uh, Colorado Avalanche, still without Connor uh, or without um, uh, Kale McCarr. Is is a is a is a powerhouse, but I think no one talks about Dallas. I think yep. Dallas has dangerous offensive yep. uh, scoring. They have awesome defense, big physical, awesome defenders, and their goaltending is is fantastic. I think they're going to be yep. they're going to wear they're going to wear teams down. Yep. In yep. in uh, in a long series, they are. And uh, you know, I would have gone with Colorado if it wasn't for the injuries, but they're still winning hockey games right now even with their injuries if they get some teams back they could they could go back to the final again but i do think dallas is i think dallas is the is the strength they have every aspect of the game they have been shredding teams also and i think boston on the east i think i I still think that they are going to continue their run and i'm gonna go boston dallas and i'm gonna say i'm gonna take dallas to win I, i think that is a phenomenal call what about you Petey? I got I I got Rangers I I got Rangers Edmonton that's my that's my final. Have you given us your your prediction? Yeah, I said Boston Dallas. And I said Boston, Dallas, Dallas wins. All right, that's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter After the Whistle and at Craig Reve fifty two at the Instigator seventy six. 
You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. Thank <laughs> you.